What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 107. And this week we have another great episode for you as Valley Boy Kicks joined me on this episode. And well, let's just straight up say it. He threw me for a loop in the beginning. (laughs) Uh, This was his first podcast recording. So it was very fun to be the first ep- the first podcast that he's going to be guesting on and I'm sure he's going to have many other opportunities to jump on other podcasts on other things as well. He's extremely talented. His story is really great. And I'm glad that he's getting the views and the likes all on TikTok currently, but you know, his Instagram needs to get a little bit more love like all of our Instagrams. So go follow him. Uh, all the stuff is going to be in the description. But, you know, I usually say the plugs before we jump into the episode. But man, this week, the announcement of the Tiffany Air Force Ones. And I can't tell you that I'm pretty excited about it. And I know I don't think I'll be able to get them, but (laughs) just like the Dior's, you know, it's like a shoe that is a collaboration with a high fashion brand or in this case, a high fashion jeweler. It's interesting, I think. And if you're following me on TikTok, I've been I mean, not TikTok on Twitter. I've been talking about this a little bit more. It's interesting. I think that like five, ten years ago, we as sneakerheads or if you were sneaker adjacent and you know somebody that's in the sneakers would probably say a collaboration like this would be straight whack. And I I also share that sentiment as well before. And I think that this current age of sneakerdom, I want to call it. It's a lot more consumer based. It's a lot more about who has the money and who's willing to know that the people that support them are going to be shelling out the shekels just to buy pairs, no matter the price. Because like these Tiffany Air Force Ones are going to be retailing at $400 and similar to like the Dior's, which retailed at $1,000 or $500, I think, depending on the pair. It's wild because the shoe is already having a huge high profile just appearance all over all the media outlets. Oh, Nike's doing a collaboration with Tiffany's and Listen, I get it. I get they're definitely trying to get the eye. The PR people on in Nike are just but they're barely lifting a finger. They were just like, we didn't have to get these the word out on these. <laughs> so it's just interesting. I think that a lot of people are calling out 
people who want to get this shoe because if you think you're a sneakerhead or you want to be in a sneakers, your love for Tiffany's in this aspect comes from the diamond collaboration with Nike SB, which are the Tiffany Dunk Lows. Also, they made Tiffany Dunk Highs. If you don't know what they are, look them up. They're very nice. But I find it funny because they don't really use the Tiffany blue in the shoe. If you look at it, you can see that it's a little bit brighter. And coming from a graphic design background, the idea of just actually using the Pantone Tiffany blue on a shoe is super dope to me. And I don't know why. It's selling. It's the selling point for me, but it sure as hell is. And I find it just an interesting like. Take of just where we were 10, 15 years ago, how big brands would not want to work with making a sneaker or like not big brands, but fashion brands. And then now we're at this point where fashion brands are making sneakers with you know, Adidas and Nike and making their own sneakers. It's just it's wild <laughs> to me just thinking about it because I've been collecting. I've been buying for all these years. And to be to be honest, like if you asked me 10 years ago or five years ago, if this would be an actual shoe that would come together, I'd say hell no. Like, how would this be an actual possibility? Because fashion brands necessarily I mean, not necessarily. Fashion brands do not talk to streetwear, do not talk to footwear or streetwear, footwear adjacent. They were always felt like they're at the upper echelon. You have to be a certain stature to be able to buy a pair or such and such. And now we're at this moment and it's just interesting, but we'll see if I'll be able to get them. And let's see. If you are really going to dig this episode, so you know where you can find. Actually, you don't know where you can find, but definitely follow. Value Boy Kicks, he's Value Boy Kicks on TikTok, which is Value Boy Kicks with a Z at the end. And then hit him up on the Instagrams, Value Boy Kicks with a Z 702. Dude's dope. This conversation is great. Um, it's just, I can't wait till you get to listen to it. It's a little, it's a lot real. It's all very real, very genuine, very well. And you know where to find me. I am your boy who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast and my first kicks pod. If you have a, my first kick story, send it to my first kicks pod at gmail.com. If you're listening to this on any platform that allows you to review rate and review, please leave five stars. Please write a little description of your experience with this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Share this and share any of the posts that you see on the Instagrams. It would help get the word out. I would love to make this community a little bit bigger, but on to this week's guest Valley boy kicks. Hey, Valley Boy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, yeah, man. I had to get you on. You know, we've definitely been following and talking to each other for a little bit on TikTok. 
after I started getting, you know, a little bit more active on there. Mm. Uh, and you you blew up. So, you know, <laughs> before before you either before you start making more angrier videos that put that <laughs> that piss people off or or get more people to follow you. Like I had to get you on, man. All right. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I forgot to let you know, but in the beginning. Can you let everybody know who you are? So um, my real name is Jesse. I go by Valley Boy Kicks. Uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona, born and raised. Uh, however, now I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a sneakerhead man since, dude, since, I mean, since I was a kid, honestly, it all started with um, the 88 uh, White Cement 3. That was the very first Air Jordan that I ever had in my life. Um, my mom at the time, we didn't really, you know, we really didn't have a lot of money growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time I was an only child. Uh, I do have two brothers, by the way, uh, younger brothers. Um, however, at that time I was the only child and, uh, I really wanted them really bad, man. I had seen a kid at school that had them. I mean, his parents just really spoiled them. So I was like, oh, man, I gotta have them shoes. So, uh, I did ask my mom, she was like, we can go look at them, but there's no guarantees. So we went. And I remember they were a hundred dollars, dude. And it was like, she's like, there's no way I'm paying a hundred dollars for that. Not for a pair of shoes. And I'm like, you can get like 10 pairs of shoes at pay less for, <laughs> for the price of a hundred. I'm like, no, dude, like I want these, you know, uh, finally after like kicking and screaming, I guess, if you want to say it, I finally got them. Um, but that's what kicked it off, man. I mean, I immediately. And then not, not to mention also my uncles were Chicago Bulls fans growing up as I was growing up. So I always watched a lot of the uh, playoff games with them uh, growing up. I also remember seeing, you know, the um, the 63-point game, uh, Jordan versus the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah. I remember watching that. Even as a kid, I still remember that memory because um, that was like a pivotal moment between me and my uncles. Like, that was like our bonding sort of mm-hmm. experience. Um, but, yeah, man, it was the 88 uh, White Smith 3. So just so you know. You skipped way ahead. I didn't get to ask you, ask the questions to the listeners. The listeners are waiting for me to ask you the question. You were, <laughs> you were like, no, nah, I'm answering this right now. But yeah, that was the your first pair were the Jordan Cement 3s. To answer the what's your first kicks was that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have question. Um, and for the listeners, let's give a little synopsis and the, the, the breakdown of the 1988 Jordan 3 OG white cement uh the Jor- the air jordan 3 was originally released in 1988 following michael jordan's famous win of the nba slam dunk contest from the free throw line it is the first air jordan by legendary designer tinker hatfield and f- the first to drop the wings logo for the iconic Jumpman logo additionally the design is first is the first air jordan to feature visible air units and elephant print on the upper the white and gray cement colorway is the first of four classic colorways and the colorway of choice for Jordan's 1988 dunk contest. Now, I was born in 1988, so <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to see any of this, but I do love this shoe. I've never been able to get a pair. Um, and, you know, everybody who's listening to this knows that they're being reimagined, which is the new quote unquote, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's definitely a shoe I've wanted since seeing, like, shoot. I mean, I'm going to date myself. Uh, NBA, is it NBA Tonight? What's the show with Ahmad Rashad that was always crazy? Oh, uh, NBA Inside Stuff. NBA, yeah, NBA Inside Stuff. And I remember they did the whole, like, before 
the all-star game they would do like the previous the rundowns of the the previous dunk contest and i remember that's the first time i ever saw those and i was just like these are crazy but yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i'm a big threes fan i think it's the most comfortable jordan yeah and but i was always like big into nike sbs and then until i saw somebody wear a pair of fire red threes and then i was just like i gotta have those i gotta get those yeah i would (laughs) say threes sixes and tens Mm -hmm. are to me are, are the most comfortable and uh so like just just seeing jordan in actual game time wearing jordans is what made you get into jordans i I don't think it was so much that i think it's i mean ever since i was a kid dude i've always been like really creative Mm -hmm. uh whether it be drawing or you know whatever whatever i was i was doing i was always really creative really imaginative imaginative i mean Mm -hmm. and um i think that shoe you just mentioned it as as a matter of fact the, the the visible air unit it was like the first shoe that had the visible air unit yeah so I think me seeing that and then trying to figure out how did they like what made them think to put a visible air unit in the shoe, even at even at that age, I still thought that like what made them do that? Um, at that time, obviously, we didn't have the Internet, so you couldn't really research it or look it up. Um, you just kind of had to learn as you go or from, you know, hearing tidbits from here, people, older people here and there. Um, but, yeah, man, I think that was one of the main things was that air unit it really set it off for me. Um, Again, watching him, you know, growing up watching yeah. him play, and it was just kind of like, man, I gotta have that shoe, dude. Like, and then the commercials, not to mention the commercials, all the mm-hmm. uh, Blackman commercials, you know, it's got to be the shoes. So yeah, that that pretty much did it for me, man. So like, what was so you were able to get these? What was your reaction as a kid? Uh, I think number one, I just I wanted to go show them off. I was like, I can't wait to go to school tomorrow. Like, I literally, I literally had my outfit set up. I put my shoes down on the ground, had my little pants on the bed, outfit set up. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm wearing tomorrow. Yeah. And I literally couldn't sleep like all night. My mom just kept saying, just go to sleep. I'm like, man, I, I can't. Like, I want to put the shoes on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I couldn't wait to get to school, man. And I remember the first thing I did. It's kind of like that sort of, uh, well, back then in grade school, it was always like the pencil sharpener was the, the spot where you kind of showed off yeah. your outfit, and, and I remember they don't know I, about that now. They don't know about that now. <laughs> I remember, and I would just literally bring like a whole the whole load of pencils, man. Like I'm gonna just going to sharpening pencils the whole time just to show my whole outfit off with the shoes. <laughs> Get it all the way down to like a yeah, small nub, and I'm still you know trying to. Yeah. Um. I mean, were you the only one with them in in school? No, actually, there, again, it was the other kid as well. He had them as well. But I think we were like the only two kids at that time, I think, that had the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else was kind of at that time still rocking uh, Converse, uh, the All-Stars, Cortezes or whatever. But um, I remember we were like the only ones really that had Air Jordans. Uh, so we were kind of like the talk of the school, pretty much. You get, That was the day you became a cool kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what was uh, so as you got older, what was it like after that? Did this spawn? The like I gotta get every Jordan now. It wasn't. It wasn't so much every Jordan. I think it was just. I, well, back then we knew that the drops were. Like, I believe on Wednesdays, so we we always knew that when like when the drops were coming. And at the time, also I knew I had a lot of friends, like younger friends, or excuse me, at the time they were a little bit older than me. They would work at the mall, so they worked at Foot Locker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of tell me like, "Hey, you know, the new Jordans are coming out next month or whatever." And I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm a 
I'm gonna see my mom get 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 the money. I'm gonna try to get those. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then eventually, I think once I you know graduated and kind of started you know getting a little bit older and figuring things out, um, I was like, you know what, I got to get a job working there, dude. Like I literally have to work at a shoe store. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you successful? Yeah, actually, I did. I did work at yeah. I got to work at Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. I worked at World Foot Locker, Champ Sports, Finish Line. Um, and I believe that's it. But yeah, man, I mean, that that kind of kicked it off. My love for sneakers right there, right away. Damn. I mean, like, like being I've never been able to be in like the back room of a sneaker like, <laughs> yeah, of a sneaker yeah. store. So like, how tempting is that? Dude, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. Uh, so I wasn't the only one. There was a couple other people that worked there with me. Uh, I had got the job. The first job was at World Foot Locker. I actually got the job uh, through a friend of mine that his... Uh, his, I believe it was his stepmom. She was the manager there. Um, so he ended up getting me the job there. I got, I got in and then right away, he's kind of like, Hey, I got this little thing going on, you know, with, uh, some guys that they come through and, you know, I just, I slide them a pair or whatever. And then they look out for me later. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he's like, you want in, you know, it's extra cash. And I'm like, but are they going to find out? And he's like, by the time they figure it out, man, like they'll be bringing in new inventory when I, they're not even going to worry about it. And I'm wow. like, all right. So we started kind of doing that selling kind of, I guess, kind of like the reseller things. Kind that was, of like, yeah. That's the, the that's door. the real resellers. Not yeah, the, we were like kind of just selling yeah. out the back door or, yeah. or they would come in the store and like already have a bag with them. And then they would just walk up and, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, kind of talk to us real quick. And then we would just have the box on the side of the, the register right there. And they would just grab it, put it in their bag and walk out. There's no cameras. At, at that time there was cameras, but <laughs> Uh, we, we already knew, like, we knew that some of them weren't being like recorded. It was just kind of like, I guess if the manager wanted to tap in and watch or something like that, Yeah, we, we kind of like already knew the whole ins and outs of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I remember it got me kind of nervous, man. I ended up quitting after about a month of doing that. I said, I'm out of here. Like, I don't want to get caught. And yeah. So I ended up going to world or to a finish line. I went to finish line and then same thing there it was like, everybody there was doing it. So it was like I couldn't escape it. No matter every single shoe store I worked at, everybody was doing some kind of scam like that. Crazy, dude. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I did. I was able to like, yeah, like actually have pairs before they came out or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. But yeah, man, I was I became really popular with a lot of my friends, man. Like, hey man, let me get those. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be tough to be working at a foot store now. If it was like bad, bad, that bad, that back then then like now it's got to be like 10 times worse because i mean i so like i live next to foot locker or whatever so i always see the blue bags and and the kids just like lining up before and i'm always just like i thought i was in the know i know i know what's coming out what is coming out like <laughs> and these dudes are just like yeah you know just trying to get more dunks or whatever i was just like man i can't do it i don't know how these people do it yeah. <laughs> at least before though before it was cultivating that relationship like talking to people and being like, yo, no. we doing the camp outs. Yeah. Uh, I think that was uh, something else too. that I like for me now. I mean, I'm, I'm older now, you know, obviously I don't want to go sit out in front of a store all night or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, as just being in the culture, like literally I was part of, of this when it wasn't even right. Like anything, you know, I mean, back then people used to just pretty much make fun of you. If you had a bunch of shoes. They oh just, yeah. You, you don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back then, I, again, I was, it really wasn't like a, a culture, so to speak. Um, but some of us that that were in the know of the shoes or did have, you know, a nice little collection, 
we all kind of knew each other. So we all ran in the same circle. Mm-hmm. So most of us already, like I said, most of us would know, uh, you know, hey, so-and-so, he works at uh, the Champ Sports up on the north side. Let's go hit him up, you know, or, oh, what's his name? Works on the south side. Let's go over there, you know, or whatever. So we always kind of had our little hookups back then, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like nothing like today. <laughs> um, so then were you part of the start of the sneaker culture there? Um, I wouldn't say I would. Again, like I, I, I'm, I'm confused a little bit. Wait, where was this again? This is in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, right? I was thinking Arizona too. So, like, because like I don't know, like I can't even name a sneaker store, like a like a homegrown sneaker store from Arizona. So yeah, like, no, we didn't have that. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, we we literally relied on Foot Locker and and like ba- all the main chains. Basically, we pretty much relied on them. Uh, and this is like I said, this is mid early mid nineties. You know, so. Again, back then, it wasn't so much of, uh, you know, us knowing when the drop was going to come. You had to literally know people that work there mm-hmm. to know what was going on or be friends with one of them or something like that. Because yeah. if you didn't, then it was like you just see a bunch of people lined up and you'd already be like, damn, it's too late. I mean, I don't know how they're lining up and not catching like a heat stroke out there, man. It's like You know what? That was the thing, too, man. But we had a lot like a lot of our parents back then would, would kind of support us doing that. So as long as we weren't getting in trouble the way they looked at it, as long as we're not getting in trouble, we're doing something constructive with our time. I mean, they would come out there and bring us drinks, ice cold drinks, you know, uh, snacks, food, stuff like that. So they know we we're going to be out there all night. So they'd be like, you know what, we'll, we'll bring you guys some food, whatever, hook you up, some blankets, you know, jackets, whatever you need. Uh, just don't leave there. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get us no trouble. You know what I mean? And, but back then it was a little bit different too, though, dude. Like it just... Like now it's, I mean, it still happens now. Guys get ripped off or whatever, but right. Uh, I remember we we had a, a few instances like that back then. Yo, tell me, tell me about it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So I remember there was one, as a matter of fact, it was in, it was when the Concords dropped. Uh, the original. I feel like drop. everybody has a Concord story, man. So <laughs> this is, this is in, this was in 96, uh, 95, 96. Um, I remember we went to a mall in Phoenix called Metro Center. At that time, that mall was like the, most popping mall in Phoenix. So everybody would go there, teenager wise. So we all show up, man, we're ready, you know, we're all lined up. And again, this is at a time when it wasn't so much a culture. So a lot of us just kind of chit chat and talk right there in line. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of got to know people like, oh, okay, so you're, you like those kind of shoes or, oh, I, you got those, oh, I got these. And uh, I remember we had, me and a buddy of mine, like we scrounged up money that that whole entire month to try to get the money for the Concords. So we both had our cash. We're sitting in line. We finally get up to the, you know, get into the store. Boom. We grab our shoes, our size. We get our shoes. We come walking out. And as we're walking outside, we're literally outside of the mall in the parking lot. As we're walking out, another group of kids comes walking up. And I remember one kid had a pair of the, uh, or he had the box, the Concord box, but he opened it and he's like, uh, He's like, hey, man, he's like, what's going on? Like, do you guys got the shoes? Because I didn't get mine. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to, like, distract us. Meanwhile, his friend is kind of looping around the backside of us. Next thing you know, as he's talking to my friend, like, yeah, man, you know, uh, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they put my shoes in there. Should I go back in there and say something? And then my friend's like, yeah, man, you ought to. And right when he went like that, like, yeah, man, you should. And his friend just grabbed the box boom, and just took off. And I remember I dropped my box of Concords and ran after the dude. Oh, yeah. So I'm not even thinking like I literally just dropped my Concords out in the middle of the parking lot right now. Uh-huh. All I'm thinking is I need to get my friend's shoes back. So I run. I chase the guy down. I finally catch him, you know, put a little 
beating on him real quick. <laughs> uh, I go back and yeah. it, was, it was crazy. And this is what I mean about, again, the sneaker culture is I go back and literally some of the kids that were standing in line with us, talking with us, mm-hmm. saw this happen. And when I dropped my box, they went over there and picked it up and held it and waited for me to come back and said, here's your shoes, bro. You know what I mean? You dropped your shoes, basically. They literally could have walked off with a free that's pair. That's wild, yeah. But they didn't, and that was cool. I was that's kind of what again made me feel like I can. I like these kind of people. You know, what I'm saying I like people that are mm-hmm. honest, straightforward, and say, "Hey, man, I'm not going to take it. I know you paid for it, so here it's yours, man." But I did hold it for you to make sure nothing happened to it. That's wild. I mean, that's. I mean, like to be in that position. First of all, I mean the, the non. I, shout out to you because you put your friend first in this situation. Um, and then you were like, forget about me. I'm gonna get my boy shoes back. Like, and they're running after dude too. I was like, you know what though? Honestly, it's because I kind of, I like my friend, he, at that time, he was a little bit smaller than me. Yeah. So he kind of was like a pushover a little bit. I knew he wasn't going to chase the guy down. So I was like, I might as well go do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just going to let him. Cause I already knew if he goes back home and he tells his mom, I got the shoes, but some kid ran off with them. I mean, she would have been, we're going to go look for him. And it's like, it's too late now. <laughs> done. Like, and do what exactly the, the shoes will get at the pawn shop by then or the yeah, dudes, that's the like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm getting them right now like <laughs> you're going home with your shoes yeah uh i mean have you cultivated do you still have friends that were in those lines with you like to this day or is it just like yeah i still well i'm still friends with some of them um they they, they still live in phoenix um obviously they're all married they got kids of their own and stuff like that but uh there is times yeah when i go back to phoenix and visit that we hang out and we always talk about stuff like that. And usually that story always comes back up. Like, remember when, you know, when they ran off with your shoes? Oh, man, we're going to talk about that again. Like, <laughs> like, man, I'm a grown man. Yeah, no, we know. But, you know, back then you weren't, you know. <laughs> like, you still a half pint. <laughs> oh, you still talk to your bro? The, the homie yeah, the guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. I hope, I, I hope he still has those concords then. No, you know what? So again, there there's it, there is another part of that story. So anyway, I gave him the shoes back. Mm-hmm. He, you know, obviously had them for I want to say he probably had them like maybe a month. And then he ended up going to the Boys and Girls Club to play basketball. Okay. He had them in his gym bag, put them off to the side real quick. And I guess while he was doing something, they just ran off with his bag. So the same thing happened to him all over again, but this time I wasn't there to, to protect him. So like final destination where it's like yeah they were they were, meant, yeah. They, were <laughs> they were marked for taking man there <laughs> uh, i could do about it now man. <laughs> that's wild uh the the interesting thing about you know like creating that community thing or it's like the sneaker community was like especially at that time it was you know it felt like People were definitely in it for more than just like, we're just going to buy sneakers and be together. You know, it was like, it was like, oh, we have like, we're cultivating relationships and talking to people. And um, were you able to carry that into your move uh, to where you live now? So I moved here. I moved to Vegas uh, about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Literally, it was fresh. I was fresh out of prison. So it was like, all right, I need a new start, you know, so. I figured my best bet was to leave over there because I felt like I hadn't like, I I don't want to say it held me back. It was really just me holding me back, but it's, it's more of like the people around me. It's kind of like, man, if I, I'm around all these old faces, these people I grew up with and whatever else, like we've all been, we've all been through it. So 
we kind of look at it like, ah, it's no big deal. Like I'll go do three, four years in prison. It's not a big deal. Like, in other words, that those are the people that I kind of grew up around. That's what that's. So, that's yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Wild, <laughs> a wild thought process, but that's just the way that they thought at the time. Yeah. Like I said, obviously now they're all grown. They all got kids now. So they think a little bit differently now, mm-hmm. but at that time, that is the way they thought. And so I was like, you know what? I just got to leave here, dude. I got to get out of here. Um, but I, I have mentioned, I think on a couple of videos that I posted that Vegas here is not really, I don't know, man. I, maybe I, maybe I'm just not really mingling too much here with people, I guess, but I, I feel like this is not really like a sneaker town. I feel like people aren't really, they're more interested in designer rather than <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah jordans they'd much rather rock some louboutins or you know uh, uh some gucci's or something like that it's like i mean i get it you know this is vegas you know people come here to visit it's a tourist town and i get all that but i feel like the sneaker culture is not really it's not really uh prevalent here in vegas as like it is at maybe like in la chicago or new york or whatever mm-hmm. you know? that's that's interesting because shoeseum was there for a while you know mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you know about Shuzium. Uh, I'm not, I'm not too, probably not too familiar with that. Uh, yeah. So at one point, uh, Las Vegas had like, there's this guy, forgot his name. So my bad, Shuzium. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Shuzium on Instagram. But um, he had, a, he actually, actually had an actual spot, right? In Vegas on the strip. And you can go in and you can see it was, it was just like a landmark. You was just a museum of all the old kicks. And like and like some super like rare stuff. And so he actually had everything in like boxes. He was walked in like glass boxes. You walk in and you'll just see all the, sh- the shoes lined up. You'd pay like I think it was like it wasn't even like a lot, which was I think was the problem. It was like five bucks to get in there. And then, <laughs> and then he had just had all this rare heat out there. Play shut down. Because not enough people, they didn't, they couldn't pay rent, and so yeah. he put all his pairs on eBay at one point, and they were going for crazy money. Um, and he still does it; he still has pairs left because he was. There's one. The the craziest thing is that, and this is why I'm saying, like, I think there is a sneaker community, is because the craziest thing was people was visiting this, and he had like a whole row of like the waffle, the OG waffles, like the 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 original with the the iron that was used. The, the waffle iron that was used to make the waffle bottom, like he had all that stuff laid out and people were just going there taking mad pictures of it and stuff. So, yeah, there is there is you just got I think you just got to find it. But see, I, I, you mentioned that I'm also thinking maybe those were probably tourists because <laughs> I mean, I'm, again, I, I'm telling you, dude, like I've literally gone out. I think I've worn I wore my year of the rabbits the other day. Yeah. I think I got one compliment the entire, and I wore them all day. I literally drove around, went to different places, and I literally only one person noticed them. They were just like, "Hey, you're the rabbits," and I'm like, "Yeah, right on, thanks." You know, but that's what I mean. It was kind of like, well, I mean, I don't think, I don't think in general, I don't think people are stopping people. I mean, I've, I live, in I, I do it. I, I do mean, it. You, you, I do it too. Like, but I think we're just because we're we're social people. Like, we can like we're the, we're actually on TikTok. Like, we're the ones. We're not the ones just leaving comments. We're the ones making videos. You know, like yeah. so. I think it's a lot more easier for us to be like, "Hey, man, those are crazy." Like, you know. Um, I mean, the only time I've ever I've been stopped, and that's more recent, is because I have an undercover Nike jacket, and it's huge. Like, it just says really big undercover and Nike, and mm-hmm. nobody sees it because nobody bought it. I'm the only one that bought it. And so, like, and it's red. So, like, I'll just walk around and people have, 
I'll be wearing some crazy stuff. Like I'll wear some of my rare stuff and nobody has stopped me for sneakers, but for that jacket, people yeah. just stop me nonstop. I'll be like, yeah, thanks, man. Like, are you going to rob me? Like, chill, bro. Stop. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how we are here too in Vegas. Like I noticed that too. Like I walk around and it's more like, my whatever shirt outfit i have on they're like hey i like that shirt man oh man that's dope and i'm like bro look down like look down here look at these you know like these are these are one of five thousand bro (laughs) you know like i said i maybe it's just because i I don't really i don't really you know go out and about with people here like that the um so yeah i mean you touched on it but you didn't go to prison for sneakers no. So, um, <laughs> all right. So I guess if, if everything's kind of like off limit or yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I originally, uh, again, in my video, I kind of touched on it, but you know, TikTok, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did reference the new Jack city reference or the menace of society reference. So again, going back to what I said earlier, growing up around, you know, the gang culture, uh, my family, uh, my entire family was part of a gang. Uh, so I grew up in the gang life, um, just seeing that growing up in that. And I kind of felt like a sense of pride back then because of the fact that my family was so relevant in the gang culture or that for that particular neighborhood that I felt I kind of could just walk around, you know, and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I pretty much was, uh, like again, the old dog character just kind of not, you know, didn't care, you know, like who I don't whatever. Let's, you know, let's get it on. I don't yeah. give them. Um, but also again, wanting to help out my mom, knowing that we didn't have money, uh, we didn't grow up with any money. So I think for me, uh dealing drugs was like the first option. So then I went right into that. And then just by my luck, I happened to know I happened to meet people that were connected with other people and I was able to, you know, kind of blow up <laughs> as a kid, pretty much. I was a teenager. Flourish. Flourish in the game. Yeah, I, I was a teenager at the time, and it was weird because, and even me and my wife talk about it sometimes because she remembers me from back then, too. So, oh. um, like, we talk about it, and I'm like, dude, like, I literally was selling drugs to everybody in our neighborhood. Like, everybody that we that lived on our block knew me. Like, and I'm, I'm talking about the adults. I'm not even talking about the teenagers my age. I'm talking about the full, their moms and dads were the ones buying off me. Wow. So it was kind of like, you know, I, I, I went through that stage and then eventually, like I said, you know, I just, I surrounded myself with people that I thought that were going to have my back. Um, someone ended up getting caught for something. They didn't want to go to jail. So they said, I'll lead you to the person that gave all this to me. So then eventually, investigation, turn this off. They had me under investigation for a year. I finally, they finally caught up to me and the rest is history. I ended up going to prison. Um, but again, they, you know, I feel like to, to me, I guess like other people just to kind of, so they can, the viewers can understand Yeah. when it comes to, um, going to prison, um, everything that you see on TV or these movies or whatever, it's literally Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like none of it is, it does, none of it is like that at all. Um, I liken it more to, and, and I know this is going to sound awful, but I liken it more to kind of sort of like the military in a way, mm-hmm. like there's camaraderie, you guys, you know, you, you form bonds with all these other people because you guys are all there for the same thing. Right. 
Um, however, you know, granted, yeah, it's for illegal stuff, but at the same time, you build these friendships with these people. And then eventually you start to realize that, hey, man, these dudes ain't that bad. You know, we we all made mistakes or whatever, but this is actually a genuine dude. He's got kids that he cares about. You know, he's always sees his kids. He writes his kids or talks to them on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you start to kind of really build those relationships with people in there. Um, but again, you don't realize how like how much you should value your freedom until you're handed a lot of time right they told me basically you're going to do 15 years it was like all right there's there's nothing i can do about that right you know i mean it literally could have went up to 48 to be honest i i got lucky i got lucky and got it down to 15 so i was like you know that's the best they're going to give me that's the best i'm going to get so i might as well just take it um but yeah man and, and i think Again, when it comes to this whole sneaker culture thing, um, my love for shoes, even while I was in there, <laughs> funny story, yeah. even while I was in there, like I had, I literally remember telling my uncle, because they used to sell us new balances in there. Oh, so for real? Whole, this whole new balance wave that everybody's on right now. Like, I've heard about that. Yeah. I, they only sell you new balances in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got tired of wearing new balances. I'm like, I can't really ball in these. Like I, I played ball a lot during prison. I was like, I, I can't ball in these. I can't, I don't got good traction out there. Like I need something. You get no ankle support there. And that too. So yeah. I was, you know, I, I, I talked to my uncle. I'm like, Hey, I need you to come visit me. Um, and you wear the same size as me. So I'm going to need you to go grab a pair of my shoes and bring them to me. And he's like, well, what am I going to leave in? I'm like, you're leaving in some new balances. <laughs> yeah. Some 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 Joe Fresh nine nineties or something. Not to play. I'm just playing. <laughs> so he ended up. He did. He ended up bringing me a couple pair. I remember I had a pair of. Mm-hmm. I did have the the Concord Elevens when I was in there. I also had a pair of uh, the You're Wild. I, I've heard you should not have Jordans in prison. Yeah, I actually had. I actually had the, the Cherry Thirteens as well. And then I also had, um, I think I had a pair of like team flights and Jordan flights or something like that, mm-hmm. like casuals or something like and that. And nobody took them from you? No. I, again, at that time, because of the way the Arizona prison system works, it's like if you have an older number, mm-hmm. they don't question anything. They, they automatically assume that you were in prison during the time when you guys were actually able to have all that. So they don't question it. And again, they would look at my my number and see, oh, man, that's an old ass number. So. Yeah, we're not going to say nothing to you. I literally used to have jewelry too. I had a ring, I had my necklace, and so <laughs> you would have probably right now. You probably would be on TikTok right now with like those dudes that be on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I see that, I have phones too as well, by the way. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like you know, when you're in there, dude, you just you, it's hard to let go of that. It's hard to let go of that, sort of that man, that criminal mentality. Yeah. Um, but like I said, once I left those gates. I remember the the very the night before well, taking a shower right away. I remember saying to myself, this is the last time that I have to smell this soap. Mm-hmm. The last time that I have to be in this shower, the last time that I have to be in the cell, like everything. This is the last time, everything. And also I was like, this is going to be the last time that I have this mentality. Mm-hmm. Like I'm leaving when I leave here, I'm leaving all this here. So when I walk out of here, I'm going to be somebody completely different. Uh, which I did. Um, but again, I kept saying, what's going to keep me out of trouble? Obviously, first was move. Yeah. <laughs> move to a whole new location. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, I built new relationships when I got here, started working, uh, met a lot of great people here too that I'm still friends with. Excuse me, I'm still friends with as well. Former coworkers and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, man, just the shoes, dude. Like my love of shoes. I get geeked, dude. I feel like I literally feel like a little kid every time. Every time I get a box at the door, I'm like, you know, but yeah, man, shoes definitely for me have kept me out of all that kind of stuff. man. No. Yeah. I think that it's, it's, I've always wondered just like, cause I watch, um, 60 days in. So like, that's like legit prison. Like there's no, like, there's no real, like, like it's just the camera stuff. Like you like, but it's really like, you're just watching somebody go through prison. Um, so like that stuff is just like, I, I, I see what you're saying, but it's still not the same as being like the person that is actually in behind bars and doing yeah. that time. It's tough. It's tough to see anybody go through that. But what is like, it's funny. Cause the reason why I'm bringing it up, because the, the last, the last season, somebody on the show was teaching people how to resell literally in there. Like he was like, this is what you got to do. And like he had, he was like making Excel, like teaching them how to have an Excel sheet, but like making it on paper. And like yeah. he was just like, this is what you do. This is what you do. Because he, he spent, what I really liked about that this season show was because a lot of the people in there, minus the drama, but like a lot of the people in that did it this time were ex cons and they were trying to just, put the the mentality that you were saying into people's minds because it's like it's so easy to just fall right back into the same thing do the same yeah. thing again and it end up in the same place so yeah i commend you one thousand percent bro yeah i think that was that was like i said that was one of my number one fears was getting out and again just running into all the same characters again and then being like hey what's up man let's go out have a drink let's go do this let's go do that and then before you know it i'd be right back in the same spot again yeah so, so did that lead to your customizing or was, did, were you customizing before that? Or would you, so, did you no, learn how I, to customize in jail? No, no, actually I've always, again, my creative side is always, it's always been there. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me, and I just talked about it earlier with my wife too, because we were talking about uh, this podcast today earlier where I was talking about like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what he's going to ask me, but um, I remember I was telling her, I said, Back then in the early 90s, like my collection that I had, I literally had probably, I want to say close to about 200 pairs, mm -hmm. but they were always like, it would just be like random stuff. It wasn't like what we try to collect now nowadays. Yeah. So I could literally like name off, like I had like the, the kamikazes and stuff like that, like the original kamikaze, the Reebok kamikaze, the Reebok shacks, the shack attacks. Like, that's what I mean. Like I would have those kind of random shoes some vans or whatever else, not Cortez's and stuff like that. But yeah. to me, they were special because I liked the colorway of them. And again, back then we didn't get a lot of colorways either. Mm -hmm. Like we do now. So for me, a lot of my, my collection was just kind of bland. It was either black or white, <laughs> black or white or gray or something like that. It was kind of, you know, there wasn't really too much contrast. Um, but that's what I was telling her too. Like, I was like, man, if I, if I would have had my collection from back then, now people would probably look at my collection as like, that's mid. If no, that. it's not. I, I mean, <laughs> you're wearing nothing but like shoes from the '90s and stuff like that. I think that like that basketball era was crazy. Like, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like to the new, the newer generation now. Like if I still had all those shoes sitting behind me right here, right now, they'd all be like, "Man, what the hell? He's got some Reeboks there." And, mm -hmm. you know, but again, at that time, like those were the things that you know we we looked forward to. And I even made a video on the uh, the Converse, the React juice, the mm -hmm. Larry Johnsons. My favorites, like, man. Those, dude, like literally that year when those shoes came out, those were like Converse was like the number two right behind Nike, you know, as far as the top sellers. Um, and I remember that, dude. Like that was one of, even I remember also the LA Gear Catapults, the yeah. Carl Malone's. 
Like, that's what I mean. Like I had, I had those shoes like, like that back then, like I said, if I had those now, somebody would be like LA gears. Are you kidding me, man? You really got some LA gears? Like, I mean, you're lucky. I, I remember wanting those damn react juices so bad when they dropped because LJ, that whole grandma Ma commercial got me. Cause like he did, he did, I think he showed up on an episode of, of, of all that. No. Oh, was that family matters? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was playing with uh, Steve Urkel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember being like, I need these, I need these. And I couldn't find them. Or like, yeah, it was, I couldn't find them at the time. I think it was too late. Like it was, it was, it was, it was when I was, it was probably a rerun of Family Matters. Yeah. And I was watching, I was like, I want these, I want these. I couldn't get them. So I was never able to get them. But then LJ came to the Knicks and I was just like, he's my favorite player. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I need to get him. And I, I've still have never been. There's no way there's a perfect DS pair now in a size Neither. 13. Not crumbling. There's like no way. <laughs> I found so I found a couple used on, on um, eBay. And then I think I found some on uh, what's it called? Grailed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a little you could tell it's like, man, they're about one or three more steps. And- it's over. They're over. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play ball in them. They'll just explode. Right. You probably couldn't even go from your, you probably couldn't get up from walk from your bedroom to the toilet without them crumbling. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I mean about sneaker customization, what got you, what got you into so, it again or taking it more serious. I mean, just my, my creativity, man, I think, um, always wanting again, back then not getting a lot of colorways. Now that we're seeing a lot of the colorways, I think for me, it was kind of them things where I was like, you know what, man, I want to kind of, I want to create my own. Like, I want to do something of my own um, where people say, hey, where'd you get that shoe at? And I could be like, this is a one of one. Like, you're not getting it. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of my main idea behind the customization is always ke- like creating my own shoe so that I could say I have a one of one. Um, so did you just, you just. You put pen to paper and you're just like, I'm going to just do it myself. Or did you? No, I, I, I did my research, man. I, I don't just, yeah, I, I did my research, you know, as far as knowing what, what paints are going to, you know, stick to the leathers, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're going to try to dye new buck, uh, dye some suede or whatever. Like I had to do all my research on that stuff because the last thing I'd want to do is ruin somebody's shoes, especially yeah. when we're talking about a couple hundred dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, man, I mean, you trial and error, you got to make mistakes. I've done it, but I figured if I'm going to make mistakes, let me do it with my own shoes before I start to, you know, reach out and do other things. So, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, again, I started with my own and just branched out from there. That's dope. I mean, uh, and then I'm very curious, what made you decide to get on TikTok or like start making TikToks? So <laughs> we also this is another funny story as well. Uh, so my, I have a younger stepdaughter. She's like 15 right now. Uh, but when I first got married to her mom, uh, seven, eight years ago, uh, she was really like heavily into TikTok. Um, you know, obviously she's a little kid, so she's doing a lot of little dancing videos and the trending things or whatever. And I remember I used to always just get annoyed with it. Like, man, like, cause I would watch her do the TikTok and then she would turn around and say, watch my, I literally just saw you making it, you know, but, uh. So anyway, I remember I kind of got, I would got it, I would get annoyed with it. And then eventually one day as a joke, they all kind of dared me. And they said, you know, you, you get a lot of like people that kind of like some of the stuff you say or whatever. Why don't you just get on TikTok? And I'm like, nah, I don't want to, you know, nah, I don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, TikTok's for kids. You know, I don't want to do that. And they're like, my, my wife was like, dude, there's literally guys your age on TikTok. And I'm like, 
uh, I said, I don't know. We'll see. And I remember I did actually create a page on TikTok, but I got banned at uh, 1,200 followers. Wow, that was fast. Uh, well, it was because I got into it. I started a live and then I got into like this little debate with someone on. We were talking about politics and that's yeah. where I messed up at. Like mm-hmm. right as soon as I went into that, it was that was it. The comments just started coming in and people were just coming at me. And I remember I was kind of like, you know what, man, like, you know, F you, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, my whole thing just shut down and I'm like, what yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, I tried to log back in. They were like, nah, you're completely, you're bad. <laughs> like you're out, you know? So I was like, damn. So then I remember I thought like, should I even try to attempt to, you know? But then I thought, I don't want to do like, what, what I do with my last page. Like, I don't want to just make like funny videos or whatever. Like I want to do something different. And I was, and my wife right away was like, why don't you just show your shoes off? Mm. And I'm like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I could, I was like, but who's going to watch, <laughs> you know? And she's like, man, just, you know, try it out. So then literally that's just kind of how it started. I was like, all right, well, I'll try to do a video here and there and see how it goes. If I get any views or not. And, We'll see if this works out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the, you know, like going viral thing or whatever, I didn't I didn't even plan on that. No, it's never it's never it's never how how it goes. You can't plan to go viral. I honestly I honestly <laughs> thought I was going to get a lot of flack for that video, to be honest. I, um, I mean, I thought you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I kind of did a little bit because people were like, oh, well, why did you go and imitate someone else? And I'm like. Mm-hmm. First off, I'm like, uh, I had actually reached out to him prior to doing the video. Like I literally DM'd him and messaged him and I was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. You know, I love your content. Um, You you think a lot like the same way I do, Uh, like kind of poke fun at certain things. Like, so do you mind if I use the character? And he was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. That's why I tagged him in the post and everything. I want to let people know that I'm not trying to bite this dude's gimmick like i'm just trying to make like make a little funny video Mm -hmm. but uh yeah man i i didn't plan on 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 it going getting to that point i think it's it is here shout shout out jordan um yeah that's right shout out jordan (laughs) sneakernomics uh i'm still trying to get him on this podcast i was asking him a year ago to jump on this podcast and no no answer no no response so yeah he's a busy man (laughs) yeah for real um I think it's just, yeah, you, the way you do your content is different than I think other people do it in general. Uh, I think that you're the being, I mean, not to not to diss you on this, but I don't know if you're going to see this, but being the old head on TikTok is definitely the lane that needs to be the actual, uh, you, it's the perfect lane because nobody else wants to do it. Everybody's too scared to do it. Yeah, you know, because I. Like, well, but you got Angry Joe though. You got Angry Joe. But Angry Joe is not the old head. Angry Joe is just like these are. I've been collecting for years. I'm gonna keep buying. That's literally that's that's he's like he's like that's you're you're literally just like people should appreciate this more. Like that's more of that. Yeah. Like you know, like my my content is definitely based around asking questions. Nobody answers, but yeah, I think it's just it's there's different lanes. Like Morgan does his his uh. You know, his breakdowns and yeah, the diverse yeah. collection on TikTok. And yeah, no, like I said, I, I made sure even doing like uh, even being on TikTok, I, I made sure to kind of do my research on everybody as far as the sneaker content creators and just kind of like I like everybody's stuff, man. Everybody's got their own niche, their own thing. And I remember I, I would get a lot of flack in the comments about the camera thing. Like, why do you 
Why do you fold oh, the yeah. camera like that? Like, why do you do that? When I and first I'm, started watching your videos, I was like, I was like, man, these are making me dizzy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was getting that comment, like, I think be dizzy. And I'm like, I get that, but like, that's my niche. Like, that's my thing. Like, I had to find something that's, that's going to be me. You know, I don't want to go steal, you know, Angry Joe sitting on the table with the cat in the background talking about, hey, what's up, man? Let me, uh, let me show you some shoes I got. And, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't, and I, I obviously did not want to copy Jordan as well. So I was like, mm-hmm. I want to try to do something like my own thing. And I felt like being, being unapologetic in a way would be sort of like that. Like, okay, let me just kind of be rough around the edges and let, let people know, hey, man, listen, I don't like this shoe. Not saying you don't have to like it. I'm just saying I don't like it mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. But I remember I had a, a, a conversation with uh, who was it, man? Someone I was having a conversation with. I believe it was the sneaker teacher. Okay. Um, and uh, the King LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were having, we were doing a live together, and they had said that they were like, um, "The one thing about you is that you're you're very unapologetic when it comes to your when it comes to your you know your um, your takes. takes. Yeah, your yeah. takes on certain things." And I'm like, "Hey, man." Like, I'm just telling it how it is. Like, that's just my opinion. Like, literally, not everybody feels like the way I feel about certain shoes, but mm-hmm. I just got to keep it real sometimes. Like, hey, man, that's that's, that's not that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, current state of sneaker. I don't know what you want to call it, like, because I don't even feel and I don't know if you share this, but I don't feel like there's actual a sneaker community or sneaker culture currently. Like, that's like, yeah, it's more it's different now. It's yeah. It's like. There's like groups almost in a way. Yeah, there's pockets and and the pockets don't really like to help each other out and like or like yeah. it's all just I'm gonna keep it to myself and 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 I and I even I thought about it before too because like I've always thought and I mean tell me if I'm wrong but I've always thought sneakers being into sneakers was very gatekeepery like like from the jump like it, of course you'll have like. You'd have to, you'd have people jumping through hoops to see if they're worthy of your knowledge. Like it was it was always just like like because I remember I remember early early on like being in the SBs and 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 like my friends because like I was be on the forums all day right and it was after a moment that people started being like oh you should hit up this store and I'd be like this exists like and then it'd be like yeah this skate shop always has SBs and then I would go. And but it took me it took me like doing time to do to get to that point. Right. A lot of people now aren't able to either do that or like they just spend all their time on Google or and there's no real interactions with anybody else. And I think because like I was recently just running into that because I was in the Juice 4K live yesterday and I'm trying to like I was just like, yo, how are you able to get these like pairs? Because like I'm and he's the same size as me. And I'm like. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you got to be in these groups. I was like, groups? I was like the first time I ever heard of, of <laughs> Facebook's, Facebook sneaker groups. And then I joined the groups, and it's just every – there's no real conversations. just people just posting their pairs yeah. for sale at yep. time. Like, we can't just have, like, a conversation, you know? Yeah, and so I, I did I, – I noticed that, too, on Facebook. Like, sometimes I'll find some steals, man. I'll find some steals on Marketplace every now and then. Or even in there. Like, I follow one group out here called Las Vegas Sneakerheads. Mm-hmm. But yes, same thing. There's no conversation, no, no comments, nothing. It's just literally just 10 and a half, 300, uh, 13, 12, 50 or yeah. something. I was like, but yeah, that's just, I, that's, I agree. I agree with you, man. Like it's the sneaker culture is really different now as opposed to back then. I think back then we would like, a lot of us would look out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more of a like, 
if you couldn't find the shoe, like I would try to help you find it. You know what I mean? Now it's more of a, oh, you can't find it? (laughs) Too bad. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> I got them. Like and then and then oh my god, man. Cause you've you've been posting uh um the the freaking the tippy toe videos, like you messing up your, your toe box. Oh yeah, the creasing them, yeah. Yeah, the creasing them videos. And I don't I like the one thing I've been trying to and I'm I gotta make a video about this is that people need to understand because like it's funny because like I'll make I'll make I made the uh rare um the dude bought this dude he bought he bought his grail, but there were reps, and so I was just like, "How do you do? Like, is this really your?" Yeah, grail? It's not, I, that <laughs> I agree with you. I was like, "That doesn't like I don't know where you think that's okay." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? and so oh, yeah. some yeah, somebody replies to me. Somebody makes a comment, and goes, "Why are you Why are you worrying about some guy's foot?" And I was just like, "I was like, I I mean." It, it, there's a whole culture behind it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and explain to you about sneaker culture. Like, you, obviously, you know, you want integrity in something that you love. Like, you don't want it to just be fl- like flimsy and people can just run in and out of it and or like don't care about it, you know, or just treat it like crap. But like, especially something that you put, put mad time and money into, yeah. you know. So that led to um, this. What I'm thinking about is that when I'm thinking about like other people wearing their sneakers and why, like, I mean, I remember in my time, like earlier, I used to be like, damn, you skated those, yo, like, but like, I do think it's more of a kid thing. And I don't know if you said you share the same sentiment of it, of just like, oh, I get being broke and taking care of your sneakers, but also it's just like, wear them how you want to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. I think me, I've always been like that too. Like, like at the end of the day, bro, like the materials that these shoes are made of, are not worth what we're paying for them. We we ourselves as the consumer, we put the value on that shoe based yeah. on how much we want it. You get you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if we sit there and we're salivating over the shoe, yeah, of course the freaking price is going to go up. Yeah. The the companies see that and they're like, oh yeah, they want that shoe. Let's make it 300. They'll pay for it. Yeah. You know, whereas if we don't pay no attention to it, then it's like, ah, damn, what? That's that's the whole definition of bricks too, right there. Like those shoes that just sit there in, in the damn stores. Nobody wants them. Why? Because a, the uh, the companies didn't put too much time into into designing that shoe. They pretty much just said, "Let's we got to throw something else out there," you know, mm-hmm. throughout the months to kind of satisfy them, and then then we'll break out the whole brand new Air Jordan coming out or whatever, the new freaking Shack or something like that. Yeah. But back then it was just a, it was a lot different, dude. I think back then it was more like I said, people always wanted to look out for each other. If you could, if you didn't have the shoe, like people would try to help you. Uh, I think even now, like when people have asked me when I caught the year of the rabbits, I had a lot of people in the comments ask me, where'd you get those at, man? And I right away was like, dude, go to go. Yeah. Get on goat right now. Like mm-hmm. stop commenting. Just get on goat. Freaking, you know, type it in and it'll pop up and you better order it right now. And I've literally had at least three. I've already seen three comments so far that where people have said, man, my order. I don't think my order went through. It's still mm-hmm. sitting there. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably not going to get it, bro. They're already up to about a thousand dollars. They're a thousand dollars now. Yeah. They ain't even dropped yet. So like, yeah. So uh, I mean, it. I made my video. I don't know if you, I don't know if you thought I was sliding at you, but I was just like, I, I made my video about the year of the raps. Cause I like, I get it. You know, there's, there's hype, like, but it's also just like the hype that's being created is by us. It's not. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. saying. 
Like, but no, no, no. But I'm talking about I'm talking about Sneaker Creek content creators, not about the people. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm right. saying? There's big differences. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you're right. So yeah, it's just like early the early pairs. Remember, like if you ever see an early pair of shoe, I always felt like you know it's it, it the price just starts going up because of it. But like a pair that is just like oh I really want these, and you just see pictures of it of like uh, like the sneaker outlets put out sneaker news or whatever nice kicks put out a picture of it. They don't like it's just like oh yeah I really anticipate getting these pairs. But once it's like you know and I'm shout out to I mean he's the homie so but if you see like same old sneaker uh put up you know the Amon Manier uh what the, what number are they nines no are they nines. Twelves, the twelves, the twelves. My bad. I'm bad with Jordan numbers, but yeah. Now he's posting those up, and now you know they're being shared, and they're like, "Oh my god, he got an early pair." Now the price starts going up yeah. because of that, you know. And you know, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's that bad, but I also think it's just like I understand rarity, but I also understand like, do you really want this, or just do you want the number that's in the shoe, like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and it's also just the same with like these early pairs of the the threes. It's just like, are we are we just helping these big brands get like bigger and sell these shoes, or are we do we want these for us? You know? Yeah, I think me like right now to seeing the the, the reimagined all over. Like, I keep seeing it everywhere. Everywhere, dude. almost every sneaker content creator has the shoe already. Mm-hmm. Even Bevan has it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I've already gotten to the point where honestly, like. I might just wait. Like I might wait till after the drop or something like that, or, or try to give me a used pair or something like that. Cause literally I'm like, I'm already, yeah, I'm already done. <laughs> I'm already done with it, bro. Like honestly, yeah. I really want the shoe, but I'm kind of like, bro, I've been seeing it so damn much. Like I don't even know if I want it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, like you were saying, when you see a picture, then it gives you that time to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, up for it. But if you constantly see everybody already walking around with them, put making videos of, you know, I got them already. I got this. I got, them. you're like, Man, that just kind of takes the fun out of it. Like, it's like it's like Marvel trailers is what I, I've compared it to. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes, you know, the first Marvel trailer is always like, oh, I'm ready to see this movie. Then they start being the second Marvel trailer adds a little bit more than the third one. It's like, why do I even need to see this movie now? Exactly. They already done showed me the whole movie. Uh, yeah. Um, but we're, we're, uh, we're about to uh, go into the end of the podcast. So I asked another question. And since we were touching on you getting these Air Jordan 3s, um, Think about that time. Think about that moment as you were a little kid. Now, ask, I'm going to ask you this question, and that is, what would you tell your younger self as they open that box? Um, I would probably say, be careful, man, because it's going to be an expensive hobby. (laughs) Yo, perfectly said. Uh, Thank you for jumping on. Valley, I was about to say Jesse, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for jumping up, Valley Boy. Um, and for everybody out there, you know what we say every week, wear your kicks. Peace.